Welcome to Keeping Up With Life, where we empower you with health, business and family life strategies for you to live your best days. I'm your host, Pippa Hansen. I'm the CEO, a mother of teenagers and have a passion to live an active and healthy life. Each episode contains practical tips and insights on how you can succeed in all aspects of your life, delivered to you in bite-sized pieces to implement straight away. This episode is brought to you by the Sports Injury Clinic, whose mission is to enhance the lives of its clients, staff, other professionals, and the greater community. Welcome. Today we have Ben Farish and Mason DeWitt, co-founders of Speak Share. Uh, very excited to have you with us today. Um, so tell us about your story. You want to kick us off? Yeah, yeah I can start. Well, thank you firstly <laughs> for having us on the potty. Um, so yeah, Speak and Share, almost three years old now, uh, and the three of us came together about three years ago and, and said we're school teachers and working in schools so we're having a great impact but what more can we maybe do for the wider community and we're seeing the effects of COVID um, so from that the idea of Speak and Share was born and it's developed into yeah what it is today. So as you said there's three of you Nathan's not here today what what growth have you had over the last three years what's changed? Uh, I think the following that we've got now um, has definitely grown a lot quicker than we initially expected. Um, we're all school teachers by trade and probably thought when we started it that we'd be teaching four days a week and doing speak and share one day a week. And um, Nathan and myself are now doing it full time and Mace is still with us a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, the growth that we've had has been drastic, to be honest, and pretty overwhelming. It's been amazing, but it's been um, very overwhelming. I think it just shows the need for sort of what we're doing and um, people are relating to our message, which is really cool. And how do you think you've become so relatable? I think early days was probably our, our best uh, chance at that was through putting videos out on social media. Obviously, social media is a huge platform for a lot of people and we all spend a lot of time on it, but we wanted to have a positive effect on that uh, and put out, I guess, the positive message through social media. So we made videos and some skit videos where we sh- showed our poor acting, but they all <laughs> had like a, a message behind it, um, that being checking on your mates or, um, yeah, checking on those around you. <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess we started through that and then we've been able to capture audience from, from doing those videos and then continue on, yeah, today. I have seen some of those videos, so they, they were quite good, I must say. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> She's lying to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think your message, you weren't trying to be too serious. You were having that joke side, but your message was still a very strong message. Yeah, it's pretty unique, pretty lighthearted approach. Like we want it to be a fun thing that people talk about. It shouldn't be this big scary thing that people don't want to talk about. So, yeah, through using humour, and um, it just makes the content relatable and approachable. Did you have an age group that you were targeting when you first started or...? Yeah, school age, so yep. uh, ideally secondary students, um, which has sort of flowed into our programs now because we did want to. We were working in a secondary school at the time, so that's the audience that we wanted to capture. Um, but as well, like we we like to say that that's probably our target, but we like to have content and things that people can connect with from all ages, um, whether that be our parents that come along to quite a lot of the things we do, or if we have primary age students that come along and. Uh, jump in the programs or wear the merchandise and things as well. And I think if you've targeted the um, senior students, you know, they've all got brothers and sisters, don't mm-hmm. they? So then you're getting that younger generation that want to be part of it and want to copy and wear the merch and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's no never too young or too old to, to spread the message. Yeah, that's yeah. 100%. So wh- what was your turning point, do you think? So the, you started with the three of you, and I know you've now got a few more people involved helping. What What happened? What was your turning point for that? Uh, I think the support that we've got from some of our board members, so when we were initially introduced to them, um, we sort of knew where we wanted to go with Speak and Share and didn't have too much of a business background. 
Um, obviously, being school teachers, we didn't know too much about business. So these people that came in were business professionals and um, introduced us to the right people and, and sort of got our charity status and all that sorted for us and helped us with our business plan. We didn't know too much about the business plan <laughs> two or three years ago, but we know a lot about it now. So I think the support and guidance that they've provided us with um, has definitely helped us fast track and achieve our goals. So how did you decide, oh, we need a board? Where did that come from? Yeah, well, we probably didn't know that you didn't <laughs> no need <idea>. a board. <laughs> but uh, it's probably just come from people reaching out and saying, look, I, I specialise in this area or I know a little bit about this, can I help you? And from that it's sort of come together and I guess now we can list them as board members. But we've got three board members, Beck, Ricky and Daryl. Yep. Um, but we probably have another 20 people that could quite easily be on our board as well that have purely just come to us and said, look, we really like what you're doing. We love the message. So how can we help and, and spread that message? So, uh, yeah, that's how it's sort of formed to, to the board, I guess. And that's uh, part of that organic growth, I suppose. Your messages were so good that people wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, I think we've definitely seen how good the community is as well, that people just reach out purely just wanting to help. Don't expect anything back. Uh, and then we, we try to yeah, help them out as much as we can as well. But it, it shows you there's a lot of good people out there willing to help. And charity status, that's fantastic. Mm, scary. <laughs> yeah, it's very scary. There's a lot to it. Um, yep. So we have a board meeting once a month, go through everything, so profit and loss, what's coming up, what's in the pipeline, what connections are we talking to. Um, I think it's definitely matured us as, as business owners and then as people as well. Um, it's been a wild journey, so uh, it's been good fun. <laughs> it probably started as a hobby, would that be right? Yeah, Something it did, yeah. yeah. So we were um, teaching at the time. Yeah. Um, we're actually up in Darwin um, we created an Instagram page. So we had to do two, two weeks of quarantine in Darwin and we created this Instagram page. can't remember what we called it, but we're looking at the inspired unemployed and how they were going yeah. about it. Um, I think we put up one video, deleted it so we no one can see this. And then when we came back from Darwin a couple of months later, um, we were purely just making the Instagram videos, a few skits, and then off the back of that, I want to do some merchandise and it's sort of just grown from there. Yeah, amazing. And as you said, the community, you're, you're all from down the, the peninsula. Um, and obviously well connected with the sports you've played and the your teaching roles and your friendship groups. So that's obviously helped a lot as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think purely from the connections we had personally, it's definitely been a huge help for Speaking Chair. But then I think because we have those great connections, they're then willing to reach out to their networks and help out. And as you know, the peninsula can be such a small place. Mm. It doesn't take uh, – too much for somebody to reach out to somebody they know that can help out. And we've truly seen that with the growth of Speaking Chair in the last three years, that there's a lot of people throughout the peninsula and I guess broader to the peninsula as well that have jumped in and helped out and, yeah, come along to our events. It's obviously a credit to the three of you, though, and the types of people that you are because people don't just volunteer to help if they don't um, if they don't think that you're sincere and that they don't – or clearly we all know your message is fantastic, but you've still got to be sincere and um, when you – behind that so people are, it's obviously a credit to the three of you yeah we appreciate that and we definitely say we are proud of that that we don't if there's somebody that wants to catch up or offers something that we are very willing to we like to say that any meeting that arises we'll jump in and we'll do it whether we think it's going to be beneficial for speaking share or not that it's somebody that's reaching out so we want to always be available for that yep so talk to me about what you've done in 2023 what does that year look like? It's been a big year. Um, we've consolidated our school program and our sporting club program. Um, so we've presented to over 5,000 school students this year and sporting clubs. I think we've done over 3,000, so um, pretty big numbers through the programs. We had a pop-up store in winter, which I think you came to, Piffa, um, in Mornington. So that was the great event. So that was more on the merchandise side and getting people out of the house during winter. 
Um, what else have we done? We ran a movement club, which was really successful. So I ran that in Mornington Park for eight weeks, had I think roughly 65 runners each week. And then two weeks ago, we just had our annual fun run down in Rosebud. So we hosted 1,300 runners, um, which was an awesome day. So yeah, the main thing's just been consolidating the programs and really um, being confident in them and hopefully launching into a massive 2024. Yeah, I guess if we look back, the start of this year was the first school program that we ran. So last year was purely just sporting club and workplace. So this year to bring out our school program and to see the success that it's had, uh, we probably haven't stopped enough to look back and and see that and reflect on it. So, yeah, 2023 has definitely been our school program is, yeah, well and truly within schools now. So talk to us a bit about what that looks like. Yeah, so it's a unique approach, we like to say, Um, we call it a preventative mental health approach. So uh, we come out, we run about three or four different activities with the students, but it is very much an up-and-moving activity-based session. So uh, we break those activities up with a little bit of discussion throughout. Um, but we're very mindful that the, we want the peers to be connecting with each other. So we'll stand up the front, we'll introduce who we are, what the main message that we want people to get out of our session is and then the, the participants will basically go off and work with each other come back we'll um, unpack some of the activities we've done and then go back out and, and do some more yeah yeah it's just providing a, sp- a space where the students or employees can connect to each other obviously school and work is a place where you spend a lot of your time so if it's a place where you can come and have these tougher conversations um, it's going to go a long way in helping the well-being of the the students and the employees and have you been getting some good feedback from the students like what how do they finish up at the end of the day, you know, a session with you? Yeah, yeah, the feedback's been awesome. We've had a lot of people that have reached to um, professional help, so psychologists, um, psychiatrists, et cetera, off the back of our sessions because they've realised that they do need some extra help. Um, but all in all, yeah, the feedback that we've received has been, yeah, amazing. Yeah, the big one's probably that they uh, work out how they can have some of these conversations with each other, whether it be opening up themselves to one of their friends or knowing how to ask their friend how they're actually going and that it doesn't have to be so scary in how you do that. It might simply be changing the environment where you might be sitting in the car and because you're not looking face-to-face, you're looking at where you're driving, that maybe that's an easiest time to have that conversation or if you go for a walk on the beach. Just some of these little things that I guess people are picking up throughout our program that's having a big effect. Yeah, and I know you ran the workplace um, session for our team and it was really interesting because you're not just asking someone how they are like some of the conversation starters people really opened up to things that you wouldn't think they'd share but they were given the opportunity to share that's what we're huge on that we find most people are quite open to talk about their mental health Uh, I say quite open because of that that can be very different for a lot of people but yeah the way that we phrase our questions it's not so much a scary approach that Maybe we haven't spoken about these things before, but the way that we can sit down and have these conversations, it doesn't have to be so scary. And often if you open something up to somebody else, they will be there to support you or they might have been through something themselves or know somebody that has. So Mm. it can often be a big weight off your chest. Mm. And I think, as you said, also providing the um, material to say, and here's where you go and get the help. You're not asking anyone to be that psychologist or to have all the answers, but you're saying now you've opened up and you've talked to me and now here's how you go and get the help. Exactly right. Like we're not psychologists ourselves. We're just three guys trying to have a crack in the mental health space and all you have to be is a sounding board to your mate. You don't have to have all the answers, but if you can Mm. be there for them um, and direct them to the help that they need, it's it's crucial. Mm. Fantastic. So what's new in 2024? Anything exciting? Yeah, we have some big ideas. Um, 
a lot of it we we want to be the same and we want to continue with that yeah. natural growth as well so uh, we recognize that we've we do the same program for schools so we would love to have a, a further offering so any school or sporting club or workplace that we've been to we'd love to have a follow-up session to that and whether that's a very similar approach and we have a few different activities or we change it completely that's what we want to work through uh, next year uh, we'll continue on with the merchandise so we love telling people's stories through a hoodie or a t-shirt um, and then we also are very proud to direct a lot of funds back to other charities or organizations as well so we want a big push towards that um, we recognise there's a lot of people that do a lot of amazing things, so if we can support that, we'd love to continue that next year. And we want to work towards, we want to get a school bus. Um, yeah. We want to get a school bus and do a tour. It probably won't be next year, but the year after, so we're going to start planning that um, and run our, our school program and a podcast on the bus as well. And then hopefully the goal is to create like a little Netflix doco um, on mental health within the country. So if anyone out there has a bus license, yeah. Yeah, we need fantastic. your help. <laughs> bus, we want a bus. Or a bus, yeah. <laughs> and I hope that's going to be completely covered in your logos and your yeah, messaging and yeah. amazing yeah. seeing it up and down the coast. <laughs> so talking about that, what area are you working mainly in at the minute? Are you just on the peninsula or are you further afield? Yeah, the southeast is probably the next sort of – We within our business plan we recognise that we want to target specific areas. So – now that we've targeted the peninsula, we want to always target the peninsula, but then continue to grow further from that. Um, a little bit of natural growth as well, so just from where places are reaching mm. out. So we're going up to Barham at the start of next year. So with that school, then we want to reach out to a few sporting clubs around that area as well and um, make our impact as, as strong as we can out that way. But, yeah, we, we're big on the Geelong region as well. We'd love to head down that side of the coast. Um, Norfolk Island. Norfolk Island <laughs> we went to, yes. Yeah, so we'd love to get back up there again as well. Any other islands would be nice yeah. as well. But. So how did that come about? Uh, we're on a current affair in Jan yep. and a lady that works at the local school was watching it um, and saw our three ugly heads on a current <laughs> affair and then she reached out Speak off the back yourself. of <laughs> uh, She reached out off the back of that um, and Mace was talking to her to, to sort of tee it up for about six or seven months and it came to fruition and, yeah, we had a week over there, which was nice, very eye-opening, but it was, yeah, an amazing experience. Yeah. So what did you learn from them, from that area? Yeah, well, they're such a tight-knit community. It's it's crazy. Uh so there's about 2,000 people, roughly, that live on the island and you can drive from about one side to the other in about five minutes. Um, so that comes with its challenges that everybody knows everything about each other. But at the same time, that can be so positive in the way that you can check in with each other and, I guess, discuss our mental health as well. So they don't shy away from they've had some challenges on the island and in the mental health space. So they are very uh, forward with the approach they want to take and make sure that they are providing enough support for each other. So, yeah, we learn heaps from, from going yeah. over there and it's a partnership we want to continue to explore for sure. So do you think the size is a problem? Like if you're talking even small country towns as you're travelling through Victoria, is the size of a community make it better or worse in terms of people wanting to talk? Yeah, it's definitely got pros and cons, I think. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to answer. I know like Norfolk, they're all obviously, as May said, really well connected. Um, which also means that everyone finds about everything that's going on in your life. So yep. if you set it up correctly that everyone can can speak and share and be vulnerable, I think it can be really powerful. But then on the flip side, um, it could be incredibly negative if the support isn't there that's needed. Yeah. I think sometimes as well with the smaller towns, there isn't there a lot of options with what you can do. So even the hospital, I think, has like two doctors and two nurses. So you're very restricted with some of the resources mm. and things that they have. So... I would say some of the challenges probably more come from that, not so much the people 
that are there, but maybe the lack of resources and things they do have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And your merch, you know, it's so recognisable. Mm. And I think every time you do a different coloured drop, I think, you know, people are like, now I want that colour and now I want that <laughs> colour. So very clever. Yeah. How did that come about, the idea of, you know, the uh, signing a colour? Yeah, that's probably more Nath's domain. Nath's a merch man. He loves his clothing <laughs> and his merchandise. But, um, yeah, when we started Speak and Share, we obviously wanted to do merchandise and I think we wanted to be unique and different to other organisations and that's why we relate our hoodies and our garments to someone and their story, um, which just means we can highlight sort of someone's story and, and what they've been through and how they've got through it. So I think people relate to the messages that the garment's related to and, um, yeah, the merch has definitely grown a lot quicker than we initially expected as well. Yeah, we definitely want it to be a cool brand that people are – quite happy to wear around and that's yeah as ben said nate's done a great job to he does a lot of the design work and yeah. works with a few different people on that but uh yeah strong a strong message for us is like telling the story of somebody or a place or something um along those lines that people can relate to and i think it just adds a bit more meaning to each garment and that way when they wear it around they can connect that back to the message that is yeah how many colors are you up to so far Oh, I wouldn't even know. That's <laughs> yeah. a good question. I'm going to say in the hoodies probably like 12, 12, Yeah, fantastic. There's been a few. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> T-shirts in there as well. But. Some questionable colours <laughs> yeah, reflect, yeah. reflecting. <laughs> Do you have a favourite uh, story? Do you have a favourite colour, favourite story? Oh, and I'm just, I know they're all different. Yeah. So. Uh, mine would probably have to be the Chris Ross one, um, yeah. the blue one with – I can't remember the colour of the print, but – um, that was for Chris Ross, who was the SNC coach at Franks and Dolphins and then Box Hill as well. Um, unfortunately, passed away um, with MND a couple of months ago now. But to tell his story, and um, I'd actually never met him before, but we took him to Carlton Footy Club for the day and to see how he was struggling and how it was affecting him and his family and um, the way he shared his story through our platform was, yeah, it gives me tingles sort of thinking about it. I'd have to say that one. Yeah, I would probably say that one as well. Mm. But I, I just love the way that people are like open up through telling their story with that and I think that's why the hoodies are, I guess, popular because people can recognise that message and then there's, there's somebody in their life or themselves that can relate to it so they're quite proud to wear it around afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And he, I mean, it's so sad, isn't it, because he was such a strong, fit, healthy, you know, and he worked in the health yeah. field and gone way too soon, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it was a, a very sad story because his job was, making people yeah. healthier and yeah. ha- happier and healthier through strength and conditioning and he had a great approach to that. Uh, he was my strength and conditioning coach for a year and uh, I used to hate him for that because yeah. he would <laughs> yeah, he was good at what push he did. me in the gym. But, yeah, he was terrific at what he did. So, <clears throat> yeah. Fabulous. Um, it's really exciting when you see people wearing your merch and all different ages are wearing it mm. and you expect to see it around the peninsula. But earlier this year we were in Bali and there was a kid there wearing one of your hats. Oh, nice. And I was so excited to see it. It was really weird. And I was so tempted to, like, go and say, oh, you must be from the peninsula. But I'm like, I'm, you know, a bit older than this poor young kid just walking exactly the streets. That's exactly what you should have done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know my mum does that. Every time she sees someone wearing a speaking chair, she'll run up and get a photo of herself well, with especially them. Especially out, out of our area because you, yeah. you expect yeah. to see it here. You expect yeah. to go to the footy and see it or the supermarket and you see all the kids wearing it. But um, when you do see it wider than our community, I think it's a it's 
just amazing. Yeah, it's really it's special. Well, yeah, it is. I did the same. I was in Bali at yeah. the airport and there was somebody, same story as yourself, wearing the hat. But I did go up to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you know about speaking? He had no idea who I was, yeah, which I love because yeah. he's just wearing it for the message. Yeah. But, yeah, I did make sure. I said, oh, <laughs> it's okay for you to do it. Yeah. I, just felt yeah. like a, I just felt like a creepy woman no. who was talking to this, you know, trying to talk to this bat 10-year-old. <laughs> so I stayed away. No. <laughs> uh, but it was really cool to see, you know, in, a, in another country. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the podcast, that's exciting. Looking forward to hearing that and um, following that story. We'd love to see the bus come to fruition. I think that it would be fantastic. Um, and to see um, a documentary, I think your story is amazing. And I do think the work that you're doing is so brilliant for all ages. I don't think it's just these teenagers that you first started off with. I think it reaches far and wide. Yeah, uh, thank you. No, I appreciate yeah. that. I think we're definitely starting to realise as well that everyone um, relates to our message. So obviously, as May said before, when we first started, school kids was the one that we wanted to target. But... Obviously, they go home and tell their parents and their parents open up. And we've um, had a lot of serious conversations with parents about how they've been struggling with their own mental health and how our messages help them. So, um, yeah, it's been unreal. Yeah, I know some women that did your fun run. I think they walked it on the weekend. And um, I know that their children have had issues. So mm. they like your – because their kids like your uh, merch, then they, they like the message as well. So I know that that's why they jumped on board and got involved on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That actually reminds me of a message uh, – that we received and that we had so our movement club every Saturday. Uh, we've had a young girl bringing her parents down uh, to our movement club and it's been awesome that she's bringing mum and dad along and going for a walk or a jog. Um, and then there was a week where she couldn't make it herself and she said, Mum, you have to go to Speaking Chairs Movement Club, make sure you go down. If there's any prizes and things, make sure you bring <laughs> them back with the raffle and that. But, uh, yeah, if hopefully she jumps on, has listened to this because she is very special to us and for her to be sending her mum down to our movement club uh, is an awesome thing and that's what we want to keep on pushing. Well, I wonder yeah. if it's also opening up that conversation with kids and parents. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think it definitely is. Like one of our main activities that you would, you would know, Pippa, um, in our workshop is we give the participants a menu. So it's got entree, main dessert with a range of prompts um, that starts that conversation in regards to their mental health and a lot of the kids ask to take the menu home. So obviously they take it home, give it to their parents at the dinner table and, and get these conversations started, which is which is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. as yeah. I said, they are really good questions. They're just, yeah, they're not they're not offensive or they're not hard. They're just, and you don't have to answer them, but they're really, really good questions. Yeah. 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 And you can change that question to suit how you want to answer it. There's no right or wrong way to, to approach it. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on. We do love the work that you're doing, so please keep it up and whatever support that we can give along the way, we'd love to keep being involved. Appreciate it. Thank you, people. Awesome. If you have a topic you would like covered, get in touch via our socials. The contact details can be found in the episode notes. If you have loved listening today and are looking forward to future episodes, please subscribe, rate our show, share our podcast with your friends, work colleagues and families. So for now, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in today and see you next week.